Welcome to Thunder Off Script, a podcast for lovers of freedom. In today's episode, I will share some personal thoughts on the arrival of the vaccine pass to my region of Spain and discuss the erosion of trust in public institutions. The vaccine pass has just been approved recently for use in my region of Spain, the north of Spain, Navarra, and it's been in operation for around six days. I haven't actually um, gone to a restaurant or a coffee shop since then, but I've been told by friends, unvaccinated friends, that they've been turned away from a burger uh, joint uh, for not having uh, a green pass or a vaccine pass. Similar laws have been introduced in a neighboring region, the Basque country, so we don't really have any escape now. It seems that um, a lot of parts of Spain, many parts of Spain, are succumbing to this uh, vaccine apartheid. And to be honest, uh, it really has made me much more sensitive to the issue of discrimination uh, because I never thought that I would be subject to this sort of discrimination in my lifetime. I never thought that I would live in a country in which you could be turned away from a bar or a restaurant because of your private health choices, because of your decision to say no to a vaccine. I never thought that I could empathize with, in this, to this degree, with people who lived through eras of segregation, where their normal social life, they were deprived of access to a normal social life, for completely arbitrary reasons. Think of discrimination against African-Americans, their exclusion from restaurants, um, giving them the worst seats on the buses. Think of discrimination against Jews in 1930s Germany. Think of the fact that Jews had to wear a star in order to indicate their inferior status. Think of apartheid in South Africa. One of the positive things that I take out of this experience is that I do feel that I have a better understanding of what it's like to be shut out from public amenities, public facilities on completely arbitrary grounds. So what is the justification for this systematic discrimination? Well, it's claimed, it's claimed that these measures will reduce infection levels. It's claimed that we have a rise in cases that is dangerous for our hospitals and that this is the only way to bring cases down. To be honest, this really uh, does not stand up to scrutiny, and I think it's very difficult for me to believe that these people actually believe what they're saying, because we now know from various studies that the protection against infection given by these vaccines is very limited, and it declines over time, so that within a few months, these vaccines provide almost no relative um, protection against transmission or infection and mild disease. What does that entail? It entails that many people who have been vaccinated more than two or three months ago will continue to transmit the disease in these venues when they go in. So it'll only generate a false sense of security. Recent data from November, I believe, coming out of the United Kingdom showed a very similar case rate among the vaccinated and the 
and the unvaccinated in over 30s. So again, that just corroborates the fact that the vaccine loses its efficacy as a protection against infection within a few short months, maybe three months, maybe four months, possibly less. So by controlling these venues, all you're doing is allowing the virus to continue circulating within those venues and excluding a large part of the population, well, it's still a minority, but it's a significant minority, with absolutely no public health benefit. So the real reason for these measures cannot be to promote public health, because it so obviously does not promote public health. It does not bring down infections. So I can only conclude that the real reason is to control the population and to ensure that everybody says yes to this vaccine. Another proof that this is not about immunity and not about public health is that among the people being shut out from these restaurants is, of course, people who have actually had COVID-19. And this is the one group, the one cohort, that is the most protected cohort in society, um, the least likely to transmit the disease. So why on earth would that cohort be excluded from restaurants if the goal is to bring down infections? It makes absolutely no sense. Now let's turn to the crisis of trust in public institutions. There's an official explanation, if you want, of this crisis, which goes something like this. We need citizens to trust our public institutions so that they can get good, solid advice and they can act in accordance with that advice and thereby promote public health and other public goods. But there are people out there, private individuals mostly, who are purveying misinformation on various social media channels and among their friends about the harms and side effects of the vaccines or about alternative treatments for COVID-19 or about the risks of COVID-19 for different parts of the population, etc., etc. And so it's this sort of purveyors of misinformation who are undermining trust in public authority. Now, I wouldn't deny that there are some people out there who are purveying misinformation on social media, some private individuals. However, I don't think that's the primary reason why people are defecting from public institutions and why people just simply are not listening to public officials anymore. The real reason, I would say, is at the doorstep of those very public officials who are complaining about the problem. Because it's public officials and political representatives who have brought this problem upon themselves. Because they have betrayed the trust of citizens in very obvious ways. And here are just a few examples of how people's trust has been broken. First of all, a lot of the information coming from official sources has been disingenuous, incomplete, and generally uh, deceptive. Public officials have not told a lot of direct lies, outright lies, but they have been extremely disingenuous and misleading. And they've made mistakes in the way they present data that could not be innocent. So one example is the way in which PCR tests have been represented as straightforwardly correlating with COVID disease. Positive PCR tests do not detect COVID disease directly. 
they may approximate it to some extent because some of those positive tests uh, will turn out to be active infections. But many of those positive tests, actually what they detect is a past infection. Um, and many of them turn out to be false positives as well because they're extremely sensitive. So that PCR information is extremely unreliable. And many people, uh, several scientific experts who are involved in the development of that technology have already alerted us to the dangers of using it in a kind of a, an uncritical way. Another example is the way in which public officials have continuously and repeatedly recommended the use of lockdowns without acknowledging the vast collateral harms those lockdowns actually inflict upon populations and without acknowledging that the evidence for the efficacy of lockdowns and controlling the disease is actually extremely weak. So the decision to lock down has been essentially a political decision and not a scientific decision. When you think of how many civil liberties have been violated in the course of this pandemic on very uh, tenuous scientific basis. You think of the vast harms that have been done to the population in terms of mental health, in terms of physical health, untreated disease, because of the very, very exaggerated restriction of medical services. Uh, many businesses that went under, many people who have lost their jobs, many people who have to work long, long hours teaching with a mask on, People have had enough. People are on the streets protesting against their governments because they've had enough of being abused by public officials, of being disrespected, of having their liberties and rights curtailed, of being held hostage in their own countries and not being able to travel, of being treated like second-class citizens because of their own responsible health choices. So yes, there is a crisis of trust in public institutions. But the reason there's a crisis of trust is because many citizens now realize that their public institutions are not worthy of their trust. So while the, trust, the crisis in trust in public institutions is regrettable, the primary cause of that crisis is those public institutions and public officials themselves and their reckless and incompetent handling of the pandemic. The more people are out in the streets protesting these measures, these disproportionate measures, the more I will feel that Western democracy is not lost, that Western citizens are still awake, that they still have some appreciation for the value of individual liberty, and they still have the capacity to think for themselves. Well, that's all for today. I look forward to talking to you very soon.